everyone. Welcome to Girl Things Podcast. I'm Naomi. And I'm Erin. And this is a space to chat about navigating your 20s and 30s, being a young mum, relationships and everything in between. Join us two lifelong friends for weekly episodes to dive into the highs and lows of life. everyone welcome back to girl things podcast today our episode is just going to be a bit of a hot take on friendships in your 20s and 30s our experiences with friendship in our 20s and 30s but before we do that Ezzy, do you want to tell me your high and low of the week and something you're loving i will um this week has been wow trying <laughs> a trying week for me i find it so funny that Last week I said um, I felt like I was like on the verge of, um, I don't know, some kind of burnout. And then mm-hmm. Melo must have heard that and just thought, sick. I am going to be extremely ill for the rest of the week. So yeah. my low has been 90% of my week. Enrico, Melo has been very sick and then Enrico got sick. Mars was a bit sick. I've managed to miss it, which means I'm the only one that doesn't get to have a day in bed. Um, <laughs> the sad reality of motherhood. <laughs> um, and then my high is honestly like the last 24 hours, <clears throat> everyone started feeling a bit more well. Yeah. So that's been nice. And I had a nice bath yesterday by myself with no one touching me. Lovely. The and first after, time in what? Like a month? Literally. And after, yeah, first time in a month of me bathing. Um, <laughs> and after a week of mellow feeding, like every 20 to 30 minutes. I needed to not and be touched. And everyone, she still looks incredibly fresh and gorgeous. Oh, wow. I don't Thanks, know how babe. she does it. Thanks. Babe. I really don't. Um, and then something I'm loving is my oat vanilla latte that I have every day that is keeping me alive at the moment. It's the best part of my day at the moment. And um, if I didn't have it, honestly, I'd be crying right yeah. now. Yeah, coffee so is a really nice, nice thing to look forward to. What about you? My high this week is Tony and I just been vibing. We're just having a nice time. Love he's, that. Yeah, he's really been helping me with just feeling a little anxious here and there. He told me this the other night when I couldn't sleep. He told me this cute story about a mermaid. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. It was cute. That's what I do for Melo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually really helpful. Um, my low is, I just feel like since I had the big C, I just have not been sleeping well, Mm. but I think it's again, just a little, uh, anxiety about getting sick again. Anyway, I literally said, I didn't want to say that this episode, (laughs) anything relating to sickness, but here we are. It's fair. We, we should do a whole episode on um, all of the cute little anxieties. Actually, another high is I've been proactive and I've actually booked in with a therapist. Yeah, I'll tell you more. Well, I just remembered, and it's only just happened. Like she replied to my email oh, this okay, morning. Amazing. I'll tell you more after we record. Yeah, but I'm really excited because uh, she comes highly recommended from one of my friends, and nice. I am really just excited to have someone like to support me and give me some tools. Tools. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think it's time. Yeah, I think it's time. It's been a big couple years. I think it's time. Yeah, and so I'm. I'm excited and I feel proud of myself for I'm very proud of you for doing sending that. the email because I am just such an avoidant kind of person. And you're also just someone who will get on with it and get by yeah, as much as you with need to. All so. of this stuff just like bubbling under the yeah, surface. So constantly. recognizing that you need to have a little chat with someone. Yeah, I think it'll be good. So Incredible. I'm excited about that. Oh my god, yeah, I'm I'm really, I'm really excited to hear. I am kind of scared thing. that I will just cry. That's fine. And that it will just not be productive because she'll be like, okay, uh, you're just paying me to watch you cry. <laughs> um, well, I think like you probably will cry the first few times. Yeah. Like therapy is like over a period of time, right? It's meant to be yeah, yeah, yeah. like helpful over a longer period of time. You're not yeah. meant to be healed after one, one sesh. Well, fingers crossed. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how it works. I mean, we'll take what we can get. But, but yeah, she's, um, she comes highly recommended. So I'm, I'm, excited about that and my something I am loving is I'm reading this really interesting book which is super popular it's mm. called I am glad my mum died by Jeanette McCurdy and it's so interesting I have heard lots about it yeah it's uh you just don't want to put it down once you get into it mm. the other night I really had to go to sleep because I had to get up at 4 30 for work but I just could not stop reading it's I a page turner 
I am not a non-fiction reader, but maybe no, I'll give yeah. it a go. Yeah, it's a really, really great read. Alrighty. All right, we'll get into the app. Let's go. Alrighty, let's jump into it. I thought it would be fun if we started with a little best friend tag, throwback to YouTube in 2012 or something. TBT. Um, but I'm going to ask you three questions. So you're going to answer for me and I'm going to answer for you and you can win a crumble bar if you want. Oh my um, gosh. Okay. <laughs> even though I already bought you one. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the first question is what do you think, and then I'll answer for you, what do you think is my biggest fear? You are really fearful of the ocean and you're really scared of sharks, like really, really scared of just the deep blue sea. Correct. But I will say you've overcome your fear to a point where like you will swim in the ocean. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and you enjoy that, but you, if something brushes your leg in while you're in there, you just like panic station. Yeah. It's more, I'm happy to swim. Like I'll swim in the deep waves. Like I'll, I'll swim and I can't see the bottom or can't touch the bottom, whatever. Fun. It's like deep, dark ocean. Yeah. That terrifies me. And sharks, mm-hmm. obviously byproduct of that. Scary. Correct. Yes. Um, okay. Yours for Yeah. Me. I think your, I don't actually don't know, but I mean, getting sick, mm. but that's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> that's at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't, your biggest fear you're really not scared of a lot but like I will think of something but you're not scared of a lot of it's things. like I'm not scared of a lot but I'm also scared of everything yeah but you're not scared but of I'm not like that a... other people like you're not scared of the dark you're not scared of the ocean oh, no. you're not like, I'm not scared to be home by myself or no, anything like, like that. I'm scared of all like of the that. above <laughs> <laughs> um no what are you scared of no 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 I'll get something well um, yeah I actually like nothing's popping to my mind so like you're not really scared of like what if you saw a big huntsman or something no I wouldn't Brown even snake. scream. No. Fuck, I would, I would die just if stay I saw away. a snake. Cockroaches, not. No, oh. I'm not scared of cockroaches. Like. Rats, you are scared yes. of rats. You gave me a hint, guys. I gave her a um, little hint. But you are scared of rats. Oh, petrified. Right. I remember at they're our. They're feral, though. Disgusting. Oh. I just think they're the most disgusting, disgusting things in the world. <laughs> oh, I like feel a bit sick thinking about them. It's okay, no rats here, babe. Well, yeah, I remember at our old apartment in, like, the one that we lived before we lived in the Inner West. Oh, my gosh, there was rats. I was immobilised. I had to call my mum and dad because Tony was not there. There was rats for some in reason. the apartment? I had convinced myself that there was because one of our neighbours like, oh, just so you know, like, we think there's rats. And also there was a banana on the bench that had, like, bite marks out of it. Big <gasps> bite marks. Anyway, I'd convince myself that tiny. in the middle of the day, <laughs> nibbling away at the banana and leaving the <laughs> skin and all. Um, yeah, he's got this weird fetish in <laughs> banana skin. <laughs> anyway, it was so, yeah, I'm really, really scared. No, of yuck, them. rats are disgusting. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm scared of rats, but I find them disgusting. Like, yeah, ew. I'm like, they petrify me. All right, now your most embarrassing moment. So, you answer it for me first. I already know what you're going to say about me. <laughs> I put this in there just so I can share it with everyone. <laughs> you bitch. Um, something embarrassing. Darling, nothing. Like you yeah. don't, you're not an embarrassing person. I am because I am much more loud and. Yeah, I'm very like, I'm very thoughtful in the way that I conduct myself. You are. So yeah, I don't, I, am I very rarely embarrass myself. I mean, I'm sure I have, but can't think of something. But let's get to you. Um, <laughs> you almost. I, don't I feel to... like I should have another question to answer about you because okay. my embarrassing moment is very. Okay. Like it's your favorite thing. I hope thing we're thinking about the same thing, but. The lip filler thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, you can think of another question. But anyway, Naomi, this one time um, <gasps> went, like it was like the second time she was getting filler in her lips ever. And she went there and she like went in, she said hi to the to the beautiful Botox ladies, hopped in the chair, got all of her lips all numb and then oh my God. they were like, okay, like they mentioned like the price to her and she was like, wait, what do you mean? And then she thought that paying for the one mill of filler up like in the first place covered her for like a few more times of filler right yes and so i don't know why and so then she had to say to these women in like fucking dremoyne or something like 
oh yeah like i don't really have enough money <laughs> she had to fucking leave I the clinic leave. with numb Erin <laughs> thinks this is Antonia as I well. Just, that you is Tony mortifying. Love to bring this up every, that like, is a mortifying. Months. No, it was it was pretty embarrassing. Like, but also just to I have to leave just kind of clinic. left, and I was like, oh, whoops, fuck, I die. But no, but it was embarrassing. It. I obviously never ever returned <laughs> because apparently the the woman that worked there actually like got fired or something she was a bit of a dojo okay well anyway i'm blaming her because her communication style was not direct enough and i she convinced me that the the one payment that you make covered you for like a couple of sessions it didn't Oh my god, it's just anyway. so, so embarrassing. Do you know how embarrassing but... it was, like, going on my bank account and being like, <laughs> yeah, I only have, like, $200 because I was a little, I was a uni student. I only have $200. And then I was like, oh, I could transfer from my savings account, but it takes, like, more than 24 hours. I was like, yeah, this is, just, is not going to work, sis. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> With your fucking numb lips. Yeah, numb, like, fully numb, like, numb for the next, like, hour and a half. Oh my god, I can't. Good times. Um, last one. Yeah pet peeve what do you think is my biggest pet peeve i think it would be funny if you do it what do you think i get most annoyed about you um okay maybe how distracted i get sometimes oh yeah that's a new pet peeve though i feel yeah. like you it's becoming more yeah i am really easily distracted i just get off like topic or whatever's happening really easily yeah I had something else in mind, but... Oh, what? It is... That's exciting. What's your pet peeve about me? Well, the distracting thing is so annoying. I know. Um, I'm really sorry. I don't fine, know why. Sweetie. It's It's not. It's probably the anxiety. It's probably that. that. Actually, I will blame that. Um, No, I... You're such a loud swallower. Oh, yes. And it drives me fucking mental. Yeah, you There's hate nothing that. I hate more in the world than someone, like, gulping their water. I just... Oh, it grinds my gears. I don't know why. Yeah, you've but, always hated that. But yeah, I just hate it. And you just, because you drink so much water at once, you drink half a liter in one gulp and yeah. it just sends a shiver down my spine. I'm not apologizing not way. for that. You don't have to apologize. I'm going to get my drink bottle. I hate it. I'm going to get my drink bottle right now and <laughs> don't start you dare. gulping. I'll press stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what your pet peeve for me is. Maybe. Um, I don't like it when you like. You use you don't do it as much anymore, but sometimes you'll sit there and like or anxiously scratch, pick at my like scalp. pick at your scalp, and I don't I do like do that. it. I, do I don't like lot. the I don't like the sound of it. That's also my anxiety. So we're just blaming our anxiety we're for things like, today. This is mean. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is just an. This is actually turning into a mental health episode. Anyway, let's yeah. uh, let's move on. All right, let's uh let's talk about our friendship. Yeah, the bestie bestie sister friendship we have. Bestie sisters. Um. So let's. You do you wanna do you wanna give a little a little background? Yeah, sure. We met when we were really young. I think you probably were maybe six, and I was like seven or eight. Mm. And we met at church, kid. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we spent a lot of time together. I think we really just hit it off at a really young age. We kind of had developed heaps this in common. Had, yeah, <laughs> had so much in common. No, you know what? Both of both of our families had lots of kids. Yeah. And so our parents would just like have a, and our parents got along. So our moms yeah. would just like have a cup of tea. Don't yeah. Like really our dad's, back then. our dads just went for a walk the other weekend. Did you know that? No, that's cute. Yeah. My dad um, was like, do you know Corey's, this is Aaron's dad. He's salsa dancing. And I was like, yeah, whoa, he okay, go off King. Hello. <laughs> um, but I think that's the thing we, they had so many kids. So like you guys had four mum yeah. would have had like four, three to house. four at the yeah. house. And it's just like chuck them in the backyard, have a cup of tea, and they can just entertain each other, which we did. And we did. And we all kind of like the four of us got along well with like you, Beth, and your brother and your older sister. Yeah. To Kate, we love her. But she was really like significant in our lives as well. Like Mm. she babysat us a lot. For all of us. Yeah. Second mummy. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of my, and she one like of my took most... us to our year six formal and oh, we just so had like cute. a really beautiful upbringing all together. I, I think. think so. And, and I think it also helped that you were present for like Your all trauma. of the different things that have happened to my life. <laughs> one of my most like cherished mems of the four of you guys and the, um, Beth, myself and my brother is, um, kind of fucked and kind of sad, but yeah. I'll say it anyway, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of cute. It is, is cute. like 
the morning, like after Kate, my older sister, passed away, um, your mum... No, it wasn't the morning. It was after school because you guys were only in school uniform. I know. My mum and dad weirdly sent us to school thinking it would be helpful. They were probably just trying to keep things normal. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, I'll talk to my therapist about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chat to you soon, Lizzie. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, the... Yeah, and you, like, like your mum brought you guys over and I just remember like the the six of us or seven of us just like huddled in like a little like football yeah. football huddle Crying like just and sobbing oh, and your poor mum right your poor mum must have just been like what the fuck do I do with these like seven traumatized children yeah like we were bes- we were all just crying oh yeah and i just remember we were just holding on to each other i very very that's clearly like one of my most that. cherished <laughs> memories i could cry thinking about it now it's such know, a significant so thing cute. for like small people to go through yeah hugely obviously you yeah were a victim of that <laughs> uh but yeah it was awful it, i think that yeah. really like formed a bond as yeah well. i think, I think so. that's a significant factor as to why we're still friends because we have gone through like pretty traumatizing things together and I think as well like I've never had to like introduce you to the darker or or more traumatizing parts of my life because you experienced a lot of it with me yeah and then I've done the same when when things have happened to you and I think Mm. the part like the time when I needed a lot of like your emotional support was like when we were younger and then when I had kids and the time when you needed mine was like early 20s when you went through a lot yeah not even early 20s like mid to late 20s but in the last like five years you know um so I think it's interesting we've both like taken taken turns like needing each other for like big kind of like emotional support um and so history is obviously like a big factor in us maintaining like yeah, a definitely. long, healthy yeah. relationship. Um, but yeah, so we've been friends since we were like little kids. Yeah. We've honestly spent so much time together. Like yeah. when we were little playing mums and dads, going to the park, yeah. dancing, like making little games. Mm-hmm. Um and then lots of sleepovers and yeah. then obviously early teens we were still super close and also I had three brothers growing up whereas yeah. like coming to your house it was like you and Beth and Kate so yeah, it was just dolls girl and vibes girl shit. yeah and you guys yeah. wanted to play those fun games with me whereas my brothers did not want to do that let's let's maybe chat a little bit bit about kind of not intentionally distancing Mm. like from each other but just the way life went that kind of ended up happening I would say when what I was maybe in high school like I I think as well you guys year eight for you so you would have been in like year eight year nine because you're two years above me at school and I would have been in like year seven yeah and I think I think a lot of it was that I think when you are in year eight and I'm in year six or when you're in year nine and I'm in year seven. It's yeah, just it a natural like a big gap. gap. Yeah. At that age. And I think it was that. And then mm. you had like a solid group of girlfriends at the school you went to. Yeah. That were in year nine as well. Same age. And I think that kind of lended to it a little bit. It's just like, it's the age thing. I mean, seven and year nine feels like miles oh, apart. Yeah, it does. Like in, in, mm. in, um, when you're, when you're in that stage. Yeah. So I think that was a lot of the reason was just like so circumstantial. But actually, no, now I'm just having flashbacks because when I was in year 11, we kind of like came back together some for some reason. And your mum would pick me up from school all the time. Yeah. And we would go to Glory and we'd go to Glory Jeans and we'd and all have like an Arvo like coffee. Sam, my brother, he would meet us and we'd all just hang out for the afternoon yeah. and then your mum would drop we us home. We did that a lot when I... and That's so... I'm... I kind of forgot about that, but that yeah. was so lovely. I feel like we did that when I was in year 10 and or year 9 and you were in like year 11 and 12. Yeah. But I think then we would still, we would have had that connection, but we wouldn't have like texted a lot and things like that. No. Um, We would have like checked in, oh, you would have checked in with me a yeah. lot. But yeah, we wouldn't have had the same connection that we obviously have now. No, yeah. But fast forward, so those, we had kind of a like a lighter touch friendship for a few years there. mm in 2014, we went to – we being me and Rico, my sister, and then a few of our friends went to Splendour in the Grass. Yeah. And we saw Matt, your brother. Yeah, there. my younger brother, yeah. Once, like, we hung out with Matt. You kind of messaged me, like, oh, my God, like, I heard you ran into Matt kind of thing. Like, we should yeah, catch up and, and have dinner. Yeah, and I would have been like, oh, 
Matt can't be hanging out with Aaron. I want to hang out with Aaron. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and so then I think we went and got Ty. Yeah. I, yeah. I do remember like coming to your like mum's place and Enrico being there with Beth and John as well and kind of like we like really caught up that day and I don't know, there's there's like weird little instances of us like meeting back up again after like yeah. six months or yeah, something. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it was but I think it was like that first time we went and had Thai for dinner. Yeah. That was like, we were like, oh, we should do this more often. And we're like, oh, what about next week? And then we just, yeah, that was like almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh my God, that was almost 10 years ago. Yeah, crazy. Sorry, I just had a moment <laughs> just of having a moment. shock. And I think- We also worked at- industry together yeah we did but the it was after store. that it was oh, after was it? that though yeah i thought you started working there straight oh, no, after I did, high school yeah i did i don't know we've always been in each other's lives just not as consistently but as then now after we got tired that night we got tired every week for like four years yeah we did <clears throat> all grills um yeah. and then we moved to penrith and then you moved to penrith and we're super close and then yeah. obviously we had mars and yada 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 and now we see each other like five all times time. and now i can't imagine living less than like 20 minutes away from Oh my you. God, I know. So that's a bit of background on us. But I think we've just maintained what we have by being. I also think our relationship is very, like we have we have low expectations of each other in that I, I recognize you're who you are and you have your mm. things going on and you do the same for me. Yeah. But we always show up for one another. Like, yes. you know how there's like so many, I see memes sometimes and it's like, a real best friend is like, you don't talk in six months and then you talk and it's like, you never stopped. And I was like, I would fucking die if we didn't talk for six months. Oh my gosh. I don't think I would be living. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I would do. So I can not relate to that, but I think we just like, we just always like checking in with you and messaging you is so effortless to me. Yeah. It's not like, you're one of the only people who I can have in my space. And like, I think it feels so effortless. Yes. I I think that should apply to everyone's like wider friendships as well. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I think friendships should have like an element of flow and feel effortless in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah. I think we're really lucky in the sense of like, we really do just understand each other and we really get each other's life and like personalities and how we handle different situations. We know each other's family really yeah, well. Yeah. Our families, we have a lot of things that like interconnect us. Um, and it makes our friendship like very deep. Mm. It's more than a friendship. Like, mm. you know, absolutely. You're like a sister to mm. me or like, a soulmate kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Cute. <laughs> Cute. We're soulmates. We're um, soulmates. Um, love you, Toto. <laughs> I don't really believe in, like, romantic soulmates. I definitely believe in friendship soulmates, though, because I feel like I have that with... I also believe... A lot I, of my, I think I believe friends. in soulmates just in a general sense, whether they're romantic or not. I, like, feel like Mars is my soulmate. Yeah. Like, remember, truly. Yeah, that, and then yeah. I feel like you're my soulmate. Sorry, Enrico. Um, <laughs> kidding. Yeah. But, no, I think, like... Yeah, it's just, like, soulmate for me is just, like, a deep connection that, like, I can't even describe. Like, it's just such a deep connection. And there's so many things that, like, interweave us into each other's lives. I think as well, both you and I are really are people that really value like good conversation and really talking through things. And honestly, we will just fall into a vortex, which is kind of where this podcast has, I was born from, is just our ability to just talk and talk and talk. Like, I haven't been able to chat to you in like a couple no, of weeks. No, we've been, we've been, we've had the plague. So <laughs> can you talk about friendships you've experienced where you've kind of felt that it's time to, time to say bye, time to let go? Yeah, definitely. I don't have a lot, but, and I feel really lucky to have just so many amazing friends in my life, but definitely there's friendships that you sort of, I think a lot of high school friendships I've experienced that sort of feeling of like, I just don't think I can be your friend anymore. Mm. Um, And that's really hard for me, has been really hard for me as someone who is like a real lover of people. Mm. And you're a friendship girly. I'm a friendship girly. I love having like lots of different friends. I really value like the female friendships in my life and the male ones. Um, But I think this is more relevant for females. Yeah, I have, I've, probably let go of maybe like two major friendships in my life uh both 
towards the ends of the friendships were causing me like a great deal of anxiety and I think we were just mismatched in what we wanted from the friendship and maybe a mismatch of expectation of friendship as well and it's not like I had some huge fights with with either of these people and Mm. anything like that they were both sort of very amicably ended I suppose or just sort of more fizzled out Mm. even though I do think there's a lot of value in telling people why you may not want to continue to pursue a friendship yeah sometimes um yeah I think there is value in being upfront with someone but I also think if you are feeling kind of genuine anxiety and discomfort and just on edge about a friendship like internally you need to figure out why that is and what's the driver of that and what part of the friendship is lending to that if you genuinely feel like it is not serving not you serving or, you yeah. or there's there's something on their part that really like can't be resolved mm. I think there is absolutely so much merit in just saying not for me anymore we've yeah. grown apart and I also think whatever it is <laughs> like trying to continue with a friendship based on fear of not upsetting that person or having some kind of difficult conversation with them it's not a reason to keep having a friendship Mm. like friendship shouldn't be fear-based and I found at least with one of my friendships it had sort of become that way where I was like I feel like like there was elements of it that I still enjoyed but a lot of it was coming from a place of being too scared to tell them how the friendship actually made me feel Mm. but honestly once you do it it's just like the feeling of lightness that comes with with that of letting something go that's not sort of I guess positive in your life anymore it's a really nice feeling and I don't wish any either of these people any bad blood or anything like that I just think we kind of maybe outgrew each other a little bit yeah and had different expectations I also think we need to like normalize just outgrowing people like yeah. you can I mean, for us, like I said, we're super lucky that we've been able to ebb and flow and mainly, mostly 90% of the time flow and just keep maintain the like beautiful relationship that we have. But there are other people in my life who I have just felt like over time, like we're just, we're going on different paths. We don't have the same priorities. We're not, we're not, you know, enjoying the same things. Like we're just totally different people and I couldn't see a time when we would come back in and and Mm. I couldn't see where we would merge kind of again yeah and then for me I was like well if if I don't see that coming back there's no point in continuing to navigate what felt like really clunky at the time yes yeah but I think it's hard like ending it feels very yeah like like a friendship breakup is is difficult yeah I think it's hard because it's you don't know what you owe that person in the sense of yeah, like an explanation. Yeah, or if you owe them anything. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And I think that can be really hard for people to navigate. It's like – and also I think as a female, I mean, we, we have very – like you have very different friendships in your life than I have in my yeah. life. Like we obviously have each other, but then you have like quite a few other like – yeah, like close, super close friends, girlfriends, yeah. and I have a, I have less than you would have in terms of like quantity. Yeah, but I think it's important as well to acknowledge that everyone's different. Like, not everyone has not everyone super strong. Also, not everyone feels friends. the need to have that either. Yeah, which is also totally fine. I do think that there is a pressure to like have. Like, even I will see online, like, a group of gals hanging out. And yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, like, should, am I supposed to have this, like, big group of girlfriends? I think there's a big pressure to have that. I think it's, I think if you're someone who doesn't have a close friend, I think that can be really that, hard. And I, I think, yeah, I think that would be really, really difficult. Yeah. Especially in this day and age, like, life is so rough in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. and it's back to the bucket thing that we discussed in the mm. previous episode, like, sometimes we do need other people to fill our buckets and sometimes a friend can be that person but also a friend can be family you know I'm really I'm really good friends with my sister with my sister-in-laws like yeah so I think it's it's really important to foster the relationships or friendships that you have in your life irregardless of you know where they come from or how they are and I also think like you know 
a lot of the other girlfriends you have are like more historical friendships and you do do the like one month once a month check-in and it's still like so like close and connected Mm. and then you know like other friendships that I have like um a really good friend Kim shout out to Kim um you know we we spent hardly any time together when she lived in Australia but when she moved overseas Mm. like we've become super close and like I'm so keen for her to move back and like be able to build on our friendship so I think it's just like there are so many I just want to recognize that there are so many different ones and ours is like I would say like unique to us and and yeah unique potentially just in general as well yeah I think as well like your your 20s at least I think are a really trying time for friendship because Mm. there is that like societal pressure to be really social and have a big group of friends and things um, and I definitely felt that when I was younger, I never wanted to be at home. I always wanted to be out like seeing people, which I was, I was never at home. I always had some kind of like social thing on the go. But I do think the older I've gotten, the more I realized that the friendships I need, like there needs to be an element of flow to them. There needs to be reciprocity in terms of them supporting me and me supporting them. And I think as well, like one of the friends that I had when I was you know in high school and then in my early sort of 20s she just had this like insane crazy life and she was just constantly just caught up in all of these really dramatic sort of like things happening in her life uh and as someone who didn't live a life like that I was always like really interested in all like I sort of lived like vicariously through her having this really intense crazy crazy life experiences but yeah, towards the end of the friendship, was like, wow, she just does not really care about me as a yeah. person. She doesn't care about emotionally where I'm at or what I'm going through. And I hold so much space for her and I really commit a lot of time to like meeting up with her mm-hmm. and, and driving, you know, distances to spend time with her when she would not really do the same thing for me. And letting go of that friendship was really, really freeing. And also letting go of that friendship led me to being really close with with Kelsey. And Mm. I'm so thankful for that because I think had I latched on to the friendship like Kelsey and I wouldn't have the friendship that we have now, which I'm really thankful for. And I think think that's, you know, you never know what one friendship breakdown is going to lead to and where that's going to point you. And And what kind of space it creates in your life as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And also, like, who you can be when you're free of that. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you were, like, plagued by... Yeah, that bloody friendship for so long yeah. and then just like being free of that I think was mm. like life-changing it was yeah I think especially if you can relate to being someone like me like I'm not trying to you know big note myself but I am like quite a committed friend like oh, I absolutely I love checking in with my friends you're I, a very effortful person yeah yeah, I would say. You put I would it, agree. Yeah, I think you put in a lot of effort. You you show up for people. You really care. You ask the right questions. You're very committed to, like, making people feel seen and heard. And I think, like, not a lot yeah. of people get that. Or And I think when that's not reciprocated, one, I think it breeds resentment because then you're like, wow, I'm lending you so much of me and I'm getting nothing back. Yeah. And then also I think it is it's it burns you out like you would be exhausted just constantly showing up for people and no one doing that for you and I think now you've you've like been able to foster like you know a handful of like really like high quality like beautiful friendships mm. where you give and you get sometimes you're giving more than you're getting sometimes you're getting more than you Which give is like fine. that's the way yeah, it works. Yeah, I understand that like fr- friendship is a real balance between all of those kinds of things and there's moments in life where your friends need you potentially more than you may need them. Maybe they're exactly, going through a breakup yeah. or something so they're needing that support. And I think like when we're in our like 20s and 30s like everyone's going through something all the time. Yeah. That's like something that I've started to learn over the last like few years with mm. the, big, the big C and things like that is like everyone's always going through something all the time yeah but we have to be able to kind of I don't know weigh it up and like figure out like where you can see that your friend like really deeply needs your Mm. emotional support and you can kind of take that back seat is beneficial for both of you because then when you need it later down the track they're more freed up to be able to give you that um and I think we do that really well we're able to like support each other yeah I think when we need it I probably need it more than you, to be honest, but... 
need more support yeah well but I also understand that I'm very aware of the situation you're in with having two little kids you work full-time like you juggle so much my life is fucking crazy compared to yours babe (laughs) I'm just this year so far but yeah you've 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 had your tumultuous I've weathered some storms yeah and then it's just like I think valuing who, who people are as well I think no one we have to also recognize that you know, I know you're who you are. Yeah. And you have your little your little tings. And yeah. I'm who I am. Yeah. And I'm, when, I'm not out here trying to, like, change who you are or yeah. things like that, which I think is really important. Yeah, and you're not trying to, like, mould our friendship into being something that it can't be. Exactly. Like, I've felt yeah. that in the past with, with some friendships. They, they really want me to be a certain person to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I think there needs to be some element of being grateful for what that person's bringing to your life without wanting more from them Mm -hmm. or expecting more from them. Um, Yeah. And also I just think there's a, there is a real joy in letting go of friendships that aren't serving you anymore. Absolutely. They've, I think everyone knows they just get a sense of when certain friendships have sort of just run their course and you've maybe drifted apart or, you know, you're not feeling this kind of internal urge to spend time with them anymore or catch up with them or whatever it might be. Like, I don't know, I think more people should like all friendships that it just aren't really... Totally. I agree. I think reciprocal there is an element of fear in letting go of friendships, particularly if that's like one of few mm, friendships that's true you yeah. have and I, I do need to because you're I think really good at making friends yeah and I do think I need to acknowledge that I feel really lucky because I have like a handful of really mm. close girlfriends and so maybe stepping away from certain friendships was less daunting because you had support in I had other support people. in other people yeah mm. yeah whereas I think for other people they may only have one maybe two really close friends yeah. so letting go of one of those is big you know it's a it's a big deal I still think there is merit in letting go of them because again like you said before you might be opening up space in your life that you didn't yeah another friendship also making friends is hard so like you are really good at making friends you would Mm. make friends with literally anyone like you always have like some new friend (laughs) not like not like in an unhealthy way but like you always just have made friends with someone but I'm not like that I am very like I don't know if private's the right word, but I'm very much like... You're a bit just a bit more, like, reserved, I think. Yeah, a bit more reserved. Like, I'm not super, like, quick to, like, share my life story with people. Yeah. Don't know why I have a podcast, but... <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and I think, like, I struggle to make new friends. Like, I don't... I, that's not something that comes easily to me. I would say that I'm quite good at talking to people. I can carry a conversation pretty well, mm. but like, building off a, like, a friendship beyond that initial kind of chat is is difficult for me and I think a lot of other people find that difficult as well especially as a mum like my, the time I have to yeah to um foster and navigate friendships is much Minimal. shorter yeah. yeah whereas I I have a lot of emotional energy to kind of share with other people because it's not directed at like raising small children yeah so for me like friendships I feel like do come with ease but it's only because I have the emotional capacity for them yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you do you have any uh, any tips on making friends that you can uh, give me? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not giving you any tips because I should be your own friend. <laughs> um, tips for making friends. I think especially it's it's harder the kind of the older you get. You know, your late twenties and early thirties. A lot of people are really establishing their friendship mm. groups or their relationships, like with Absolutely, a romantic yeah. partner. But I mean, I think for me. I don't want to make people feel like this is what they should do if they want more friends. But I think just being curious about people is a really great way to. And that's something that comes really naturally to me. So I don't really want to say that's something that people should do. No, but I think if someone feels like. But if you see someone, you're like, oh, I really like their vibe or I think they're really cool. Like just people love to answer questions. People love talking about themselves. People do enjoy just. Also, people like that other people care about them. Yeah. I like, I again like similar to you I am just so fucking nosy honestly it's like I think being I think being nosy or curious curious is a nice word yeah so curious yeah so super duper curious (laughs) as Um, curious as you can be (laughs) (laughs) I think that does really help in terms of 
by making connections with people. Yeah, for sure. I think so too. And I also so work in an environment where like I don't have my phone. Like I can't use my phone while I'm at yeah. work. So I'm kind of forced to conversate with people a lot. Mm. But it's a really great way to pass time. But it also lends itself to friendships being developed like quite quickly. Whereas like not everyone has that. A lot of people work from home. And yeah, of course. Yeah, different different circumstances. Or I work with people that they don't really get along with or whatever. Or have worked in the same also, job for ages. Yeah. So they're like no new people kind yeah. of coming in and out. And I like... I think nursing as well, it's kind of like it's a unique profession. Like a lot of other people that aren't nurses, like maybe don't really understand what it's like. So you kind of, you have that in common, which can kind of lend itself to like having a friendship quite quickly a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's so many different elements, but yeah, I think a big one is just like being curious about people. And if you meet someone that you're like, no matter what their age is, like, so many of my friends are older than me or yeah, way younger than same, me, yeah. like, <laughs> literally, like, seven years younger than me, and I forget. I'm like, oh, my God, you're actually so young. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm but hanging out with you. But I think it's... No, I love it's, it. I also, yeah, I think the older you get, the more comfortable you come with, become with, like, the relationships you have or don't have. Like, mm. you know, I, I think, like, when we were younger, I would have been more jealous of you in the sense that, mm-hmm. like, you had a lot of other girlfriends. So I would have been like, oh, well, like, you know, like, do you like them better than you like me? Or, like, things yeah, like that. that is but something I think... that I find myself, like, not not as much now, but I think because I've had friends that have, like, they've made me feel like that. Like, they've made me kind of feel like I don't love them as much as other friends. Mm. And that's never really... That's just not something that comes into my mind. I think when I was younger, I definitely would have had those, like, I would say it's jealousy. Like, just that, like, being like, oh, well, like, you're spending so much time with this person. Like, maybe you like, Mm. maybe I'm annoying. Maybe you like them more than you like me or things like that. Like, I'm talking, like, young, young. Yeah. But then now that I'm much older, like, I truly don't care. care. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't even cross my mind. Like, yeah. And I think the the more comfortable I've become with myself, mm. the more comfortable I've become with other people. And I think that's really important as well Is like the more sure of yourself you are and the more kind of solidified in who you are and, and the journey that you're on. I think it makes connecting with other people easier because mm. you're not trying to figure out who you are and who, who they are at the same time. It's already there. You, you're giving what you have. And I think that's really important. But I, that, I think that's so, so true. I also think like like I know like at certain points especially in my 20s I was like I cannot make any more friends like these are my friends and these are my friends for life and I do not want any more friends and like now I'm like oh I just like love people like love meeting new people and in saying that like yes I have like I have friends at work and outside of work and I have friends that I went to high school with and I'm still really good friends with and things like that but yeah, they all kind of, like, serve different purposes, and I'm mm. sure I serve a different purpose in their life as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would say you have, like, a very core... Oh, definitely. In saying that, though, circle my of small core group of friends, like, say someone that I would invite to, like, a smaller intimate birthday function or something... Uh-huh. Like, some of those girls I could go maybe four, five, six months without talking to. And I'll just randomly pick up the phone one day and, like, we'll just catch up for, like, two hours. I've got, like, two really good friends that live overseas Mm. and, you know, we don't talk every week or anything, but every, you know, two months or three months, like, we'll catch up and talk for four hours. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's also... Like, the older I get, the more I've recognised that, like, the form of my friendship and what I value, like, you need to be flexible with that as well. Like, you can't always expect people to have time to, like, meet up and hang out. Like, if a phone call is all you can kind of manage, you can still maintain a really healthy, deep, Mm. connected friendship with with people without seeing them all the time yeah, as well. I think, I think a healthy friendship, like exactly what you're saying, I think it's as much about them as it is about you. And if you're going to take everything personally, misconstrue everything and make mm. assumptions and feel, feel, you know, hurt by them not calling you every week, like that's as much your problem as it is theirs or yeah. more of your problem to be yeah. honest. But I think it's like we're, we're giving and we're getting. Yeah, I think that's what friendship should be. What do you think, like, if you think of a good friendship, what comes to mind? I think part of it is most most things that we've covered, to be honest, but I think, like, understanding when 
I need their support and they need my support. And then also just not interviewing them. Like Mm. feeling like I think really being able to talk to someone and like dive deep into a conversation and give as much as they give and also really understand who they are. And I think it's hard when you don't have history in the friendship because often you're discovering things about them Mm. as you kind of, and the older you get, the harder that is because the older I get, the less I want to talk about something that happened when I was childhood trauma yeah Yeah. like it's stuff that I've moved past or like you know I'm trying to move past so it's it's stuff that I want to kind of deep dive into less and less Mm. but I think creating a space where that where they're able to do that and I'm able to do that is really comfortable I think for me also it's just like how how open I am to someone if if I feel like there's not a lot of effort in me being super open and giving a lot of myself to them just I just know that our friendship is like kind of solid. Yeah. Like, cause there are other people who I feel like very hesitant to like. Yeah. Open up to. Yeah. yeah. And I think if I naturally feel that hesitancy, I'm like, I'm pretty avoidant with it. Mm. But I also think like, for me, it's like people not having ex- like high expectations of me in terms yeah. of time. I think they're the most beautiful friendships are the ones where I feel like no one has any expectation of me. Yeah. Like if you can just take me as I am and not expect more of me or, or make assumptions about what I mean when I say yes. something like yeah that's that's what I'm that's that's where we thrive you know it's like yeah. if you're misconstruing everything I say and you're expecting me to message every second day and you're annoyed when I don't like I can't handle yeah, that or anymore. you're expecting like a once a fortnight catch up and you're expecting me to message every single time it's and, just and organize that now. yeah that's that's something I realized it does need to be like, put yourself They're, in other people's shoes. Yeah, that. And, yeah, I feel like a big one is assumption. Like, assuming Ugh. that, you know, which I've experienced in past friendships, like, they just make the assumption that I'm spending all my time. It's usually with you. which <laughs> And there's probably a big element of truth to that. But it's, like, making the assumption that, like, I value spending time with you and not them. And it's like, that's so sad to me. It's so mature as well. And so immature as well, yeah. It's like, like, it's not I'm a allowed to have, yeah, exactly. And I'm allowed to have different friendships with different people. Yeah, and you're allowed to love me more than you love us. Yes, <laughs> including Tony. <laughs> no, but I, I do think that that's like, yeah, I think it makes such a big difference mm. in all of that. Yeah. And even I would say like we have like a shared kind of group of friends as well. Mm. But even with that group, like we we maybe hang out at this point in our lives, like whenever it's someone's birthday. So that might be like every few months we as like, a as a big as group. a big group. Yeah. But there is like an ease and flow that comes with our group of friends because it's it's definitely like a very historical kind of friendship mm. where we're not we're not kind of sitting down and like trying to work out who each other is. No. We already know because we've kind of like grown up together. So there's a lot of beauty in those kinds of friendships too. I think those kinds of friendships feel easy. Yeah. Because it's like, you know who I am. I know who you are. We we can, we have heaps of in- inside jokes. We can, you know, reminisce and laugh. And mm. that's so nice to have. Like, yeah. and, and it's, it's really nice to have that even in a part. Like, even yeah. for me to have that with Enrico. Like, yeah. So I think, yeah, that's super nice to have. It makes life easier. Putting work... Relationships are work, whether they're romantic yeah. relationships or friendships. Like, you're going to have to put in work at some point. You can't expect it to be completely effortless yeah. all of the time. Mm. And I think when it when you do have a relationship like that, I do think it's quite rare. Mm. Um, and so I think, like, you have to be willing to to put effort in where you have to but I also think it's important to like you're not tallying we're not taking we're not we're not comparing but like Mm. if you really think that you're putting in 10 times the amount of effort they are like it's not fair yeah and I don't think that we should normalize like someone doing all of the legwork like it has to be reciprocated at some point yeah I do think on that though there are moments in people's lives where maybe you do need to make more of yeah. it because they're potentially going through something or yeah 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 um yeah subject yeah, to but I like think, circumstance yeah yeah mm. I do think yeah as a whole like it should be very reciprocal but then yeah. like in saying that as well you know I think about some of my friends that they just had a baby like less than a year ago and, like, 
like like Tony and I recognized that like we're like we'll organize to hang out with them because but it's only because we have the privilege of seeing you and Rick become parents and how sort of like strapped for time you are and just yeah. even you know the ability to organize things is is not there as much mm. um yeah so I think it is about recognizing would... situations people are in yeah exactly yeah. and then obviously for someone who's in those situations like for me when I just had a baby like I'm not going to expect all of my friends to understand exactly and even now to this day there are like a lot oh, of our friends yeah. don't have kids and no one a does. lot of them do things or say things like nothing ever like dramatic but like you yeah. know just little things where I'll be like oh like they're like ill why'd you have a kid yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no but like you know maybe someone will plan to go somewhere and it's like like they're like, come to the I club. You're like, can't. darling, I have a four-year-old and an 18-year-old. <laughs> nah, no um, one does that. No one no, really but just anymore. like little things like that where it's like you as the person going through the thing, whatever the thing may be, especially if it's kids in my experience, you can't expect people to immediately be able to understand. Yeah. Are you just like hanging out for everyone to have a kid and oh. then being like, oh, finally they get it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What about me and Tony? Are no, like, I think that's what okay. I was going to say. Like, I think, I think now any of your friends that have kids mm. are lucky because you have the experience of hanging oh, around totally. us with kids. But like I even also, Ruby and Jono, like our friends that had a baby like less than a year ago, we went to, we met up with them when we were in Tassie and Ruby was just like, oh my God, like it's so nice having you guys here because you kind of just get it. Just help, yeah. Just, just Steve like went and was like, all right, you guys stay in the car. I'll go get a coffee. And Ruby's like, what do you mean? I don't have to get out of the car and like get like get the baby in the stroller and, and stuff like that. We're like, no, why yeah, would you do that? It's I like mean. we only know that those things are helpful because we've gone through it with you guys. So exactly. Everyone can, everyone <laughs> you're in welcome, our life Ruby. that has kids, yeah, you're, um, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, I feel like we've rambled on enough about friends and friendship and things like that. So thank you for joining us for our little couch chat today. We've had a little friend, Melo, join us. <laughs> uh, so we're going to wrap it up here, guys. But yeah, we definitely don't want anyone listening to this and being like, oh, I need more friends or anything like that. Friendship comes in so many different varieties. Maybe your partner's your best friend. Maybe your mum's your friend. Maybe your sister is your really good friend. Maybe I am. Maybe Erin's your really good friend. Maybe you are. Maybe I'm your really good friend. <laughs> but yeah, I think stay curious about people. Try and connect with people if you are wanting more friends. That's my biggest piece of advice. Do you have any advice for... I think that's a really great people... Oh my God. I think that's a really... My child came in and my brain left. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's a really great piece of advice is just be curious, like start a conversation. There's absolutely like, you know, another mum at the park that wants to chat to someone or another girlie at work that needs a friend or whatever it is. So I think like, don't assume... And also, if you're cool, them. just like traversing life with yourself, that's beautiful off, as well. Sis. Go off. Yeah, this was more just our sort of taken perspective on friendship and a little history about our own friendship. Thanks for listening. Mello, do you have any words of advice? No? Okay, not a big talker today. Mm, or ever. All right, we love you guys. Thanks love for you. tuning in. Bye. Bye.